0: Here is the situation, folks. Today, we're going inside baseball on our June and July newsletter. Hope you've all subscribed and you've probably all read it by now. In case you haven't, it's up on our website. We're also going to catch up on our weeks because it's been a while and we've all been pretty busy the last month of summer here. We hope you enjoy the episode because this is the Parking Lot Podcast with your friends, Kate Latimer, Maggie Prince, Elise Bailey, and myself, Elliot Janetta going deep dive behind the scenes, get ready, it's going to be good. So, Elise, how was your week?
1: How are my weeks? It's been a while since we've talked about our weeks. When did we last caught up? The last time- It's been many a moon. Well, the last time we caught up, we were all getting over COVID. That's our last Mm -hmm. weekly check-in. Mentally, I'm still there. I do have a residual sneeze. (laughs) <laughs> um, I find that I'm quite often sneezy, and I don't know
2: why. Sneezing was never a symptom of mine, even when I had COVID. It's
1: really strange. Um, I've been good. I recently took vacation, and I took a staycation, which was really, really relaxing for me. Uh, travel right now seems very stressful. So I, I was a tourist in my own city. I went to the zoo. I discovered sandwiches from different restaurants that I really like. I saw friends. I slept in. I've just been trying to catch up with friends now that it feels like it's kind of actually summer. Things at work are a bit quieter, so like I have the time in the evening to be like, do you want to go for dinner? I saw a group of friends from high school that I haven't seen in like 10 years, which was really exciting to catch up with people who are like quite different, but very much the same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Kind of a weird situation. Um, one thing that uh, since we were last talking about our weeks, Elliot and I mentioned couples therapy. And uh, although we're not going to couples therapy, I think we really took away the, uh, the value of communication. And I, I cherish you for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> because one thing that we don't always communicate well about is what are we going to watch?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was what like, are, where is this going? What are we going to watch? And so Elliot had the idea that we should make a Google Doc where we put everything that we want to watch and <gasps> we can refer to the Google Doc when we want to watch something. That's and once we watch it, idea. we strike it out. And I was telling my coworker about it today and I was like, this has like changed
2: our lives. That's so Genius. <laughs> really smart.
0: Because we were at my parents' house for dinner Two nights ago, I think, and we were at the dilemma where we don't know what to watch, mm-hmm. and you're scrolling, and you're scrolling, and you're scrolling, and the only the unfortunate downfall to this setup is that there are no options on our list that would be usable, right, mm-hmm. for watching with with, with the parents, and so eventually we just. My parents just started to continue to watch a show that we had already watched. We watched about half of the episode while we finished our dessert and then we just promptly left. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so we were like, oh, we needed our a new Google Doc
2: for like us and Paul and Eva. Yeah. Um, yeah. A family show is a whole different thing. What is on your list?
0: Oh, it's very long. It like There's like 40 tons things of stuff on it oh, good. But it's both new and old.
1: But anyways, it's just, we went, we played a big game of pool the other day with all of our homies, which I'd really like to do that again. I know we said we would spend more time at the beach this summer, but I'm thinking
2: pool hall is where it's at. I you are going to say, but I'm thinking TV is where it's at. <laughs> I'm thinking staying home I'm alone. I'm thinking
0: making a dent in this list is where it's at.
2: But the
1: other day, I, I do just want to say, as I'll finish up my week here, I had one of the best days of my life the other day. It was so hot this weekend; it was scorching hot. It was horrible. And uh, Elliot's father is very kind and graciously offered for us to come over for a swim. And I spent must be nice four hours just drifting <laughs> in the pool chair, eating mm. mini pizzas. Drinking Moscow Mules, listening you, to Kurt Vile while scrolling on TikTok. You would walk into day.
0: the backyard. Yeah. I had to go help my dad uh, at work for a second. We came back and you just look through the door and you just see at least. Just lying in this inflatable chair in the pool, sun shining on her, just glistening tan. She's got a drink in her hand. I think, what was it, a Moscow mule?
1: Yeah, your dad made me a Moscow mule before he left. She's just
0: finishing a mini pizza (laughs) and just closed eyes, but then like looking at TikTok with on her phone too at the same time. And then Kurt Vile is playing. That would have uh,
2: been the happiest day of anyone's life. Oh,
1: it was a beautiful day. And like everybody else in your house. We
0: almost, none of us wanted to go outside just to ruin the experience you were having.
1: Because you, you all had like stuff to do at one point. It was I like, like
0: looking at a painting.
1: I, I drifted to the deep end of the pool as I did because I wanted to put no effort into my movement. Yeah, I could see like you and your mom um, <laughs> Upstairs because you were the whole reason also why we went was so that way you could ha- hang these new blinds. So I could see you guys like struggling, trying to put these blinds up. Your dad's downstairs cooking, and I was like, la la la. Yeah, I was just singing along. I was like, just, Yeah, you are yeah, just drifting away and yeah, me upstairs fuck, yeah. fuck 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 fuck. <laughs> like you fucking
0: trying to put this goddamn blinds up. <laughs>
1: Every time I looked up at you, you were so angry and I was like, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've also now forced your your parents to listen to Kurt Vile because I think they'll be coming to the concert. So awesome, My has yeah. that been confirmed? I mean, when I put it on, no, Elliot put it on for me, and nobody complained. All right,
2: <laughs> it played for hours. I, I, just, I like the idea in the
1: pool. of <laughs>
2: like um, <laughs> a drink, food, and an iPhone are three things I wouldn't bring in the pool ever, and oh. that's like a game changer
1: because they have this pretty impressive it's a perfect floating chair because it's not like one of those ones that sits like on top of the water where you're just dry yeah it's half of it is in the water but it's like it's just three all it is just three long inflatable logs that are connected by like an underneath little like hamper almost Mm -hmm. and so you just sit in this like hammock it was like a floating hammock pretty much with like little arm rails yeah so everything that's in my hands and my upper body is dry Mm. but like Jesus. just having the time of my life just
0: just we it was your world we were just in it
1: <laughs> and it was like the first time in a long time where I was like I'm I'm happy I don't want anything I don't yearn for anything there's mm-hmm. nothing I want to change <laughs>
0: that must have been nice
1: <laughs> it was so nice and then at one point everybody left the house and it was just me It <laughs> was yeah 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 <laughs>
2: mm-hmm,
0: you
1: should have cool. smoked some weed no, that would have ruined it.
0: Give him a cherry pie.
1: <laughs> give me a glass of water. <laughs> give me a cherry pie. What day was that? A Sunday. Oh, what a perfect day! It was beautiful. It wasn't.
0: It was supposed to rain all day. Never rained. Never no, rained. Rain.
1: And then we had wonderful dinner.
2: Elliot, how was your week?
1: Um, uh, my week's
0: okay. Um, we've been watching off of said list, and there's been a lot of things that we have been watching that have been very inspiring to me creatively. We rewatched, um, Fleabag from the beginning. We flew through it in two days. I'm so sorry. Just to
1: finish. Then on Sunday night, when we went back to our apartment, we laid in bed and watched Fleabag, and I ate cheese and drink wine while in bed watching Fleabag until I fell asleep. So truly, the best day of your <laughs> entire truly life. Truly yeah. a phenomenal oh, wow. day. Mm-hmm.
0: And we had pancakes for breakfast.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we made fluffy pancakes. Oh. Wow. Anyways, please continue. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. And I've so now I've watched through that show two times, and I'm I'm almost for certain that it is if not the one of the best from beginning to end shows ever. I don't think there's a, there's no, there's no cracks. There's no bad moment. It is solid throughout the entire thing. Like I was, you're watching that video of them trying to break it down. And the only scene I can think of it being kind of a little bit, Annoying, which would be the time when they go to the silent retreat, mm. like bits and pieces of it. But then you also think about what it is, what this it services the plot for. I was like, no, it's still it still makes sense, and it still it leads to them all standing in that circle screaming "slut" at that at that, <laughs> that inflatable, inflatable
1: doll.
0: <laughs> I was like, it's just it is I forgot about so, that. Well That's That's so well done. That's
1: season one, right?
0: That's season yeah, one. Yeah, because yeah.
1: the the guy who she went to to get the loan is also there. He's one of the guys that's at the the men's retreat, but it's just such like a flawless show. And it's one of those shows where you can like, in the situation I'm in right now at work, we're like, we're doing a lot of pitches. So like we're getting a lot of things pitched to us and we're reading a lot and we're writing a lot. And one thing that we get is like, people pitch a concept for like a season one and like, it's all there, but you realize that they haven't actually like written any of it. So like you kind of, as you start to peel it back, you see the cracks and like, well, is this really actually that much like of a plot point? Does this character really matter? And they don't even actually know because they haven't mm-hmm. written it yet. Yeah. But when you watch Fleabag, like I'd love to see what that script looked like because yeah. it was based on a stage show that she did a one person show that then she adapted into a script, but everything is there. So it's just such a great foundation where everything has purpose. Everything has a setup. She like makes these points like the little even just the small things I didn't notice on the first watch. Like she points out that when Claire's going through something, Claire changes her hair in a funny way. Yeah. And then but we don't need to say it every time. In the season finale, Claire has crimped hair and it's like, that's genius. I didn't pick <laughs> up on that. It's so genius that like, Claire has a stupid piece of crimped hair and you're like, and then they have that big fight and you're like. Of course, Claire got some really wild hair in season two as well. Exactly, yeah. and what's happening in Claire's life there? A lot falls apart, yeah. but
0: mm-hmm. hair is, in fact, everything.
1: Hair is everything, but just it's these small, so true. decisive, strong, intentioned things that always pay off. Yeah. And even that, like when you say, "like oh, there's a silent retreat episode." I'm like, "Oh, that must have just been like a throwaway filler episode." But then you're like, "No." it has absolute cause and effect.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it's the only one of the only episodes that has like a gimmick attached to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you're like, Oh, they're going to be stuck at this thing, but it's still, it still works out. It's still, it's and still it- hilarious. And it's also just a testament to the show that the show, the TV version, the adaptation of what it was originally made as a one woman show is better than what mm-hmm. the one woman show was. And, I haven't watched, obviously, the one-woman show, but the little clips that I was watching over your shoulder, it's like, it's her describing every single look between people, mm-hmm. which is when you see, when her, she's on the bus and she says, oh, I make eye contact. I start eye-fucking the shit out of this guy, but then he starts opening his mouth and he's got those rat teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nothing like when she looks at him in the show and you just see him open his mouth and you're like, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs>
2: it is,
0: I don't know, it's... So well done,
2: yeah. It's just, so I've seen well that done. actor in real life without his teeth prosthetics yeah. on. He's really cute, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It really is just the teeth, <laughs> it's just, it's the, just the, teeth. <laughs> the teeth. Anyway, he holds his face and he raises his eyebrows so, when he yeah. talks. But are yeah. you guys going to rewatch season two now? We've already finished it. We watched
1: the whole show in two days.
2: I've watched all of Fleabag probably like three times now. It's just, it's perfect. Do you prefer season season one or two? I like
1: season one, I think, the most. Mm. Yeah,
0: I think so, too.
2: But I think season two...
1: It's like, well, again, because season one's based on her show. So I feel like it's like the tightest. And even like the fact that them going to that silent retreat, it like falls in line with the things their dad would give them. Yeah. Like all that stuff really makes sense. And you can tell that obviously season two was something she'd like, you know, took two years to write it and it's there. And I just, I think it's a little bit different because of all the hot priest stuff, but I think that stuff is so good.
2: I was very d- committed to that relationship. and yeah, and I and love that it first uh, episode, the dinner party the I dinner party is so like good. it's such
1: a good episode. and mm-hmm. it's so funny. And, like, I was like laughing out loud. I forgot how much I love,
0: but it's just a testament. it's i would i would I have never written out a scene like that, but having a scene that just takes place of just people sitting around a table talking mm-hmm, and yeah. you're just bouncing off the facts of, this character is funny. This character is funny. And that w- the one husband comes up, what's up, you fucking assholes. Like he just starts like just being <laughs> an idiot there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and it can relieve the tension a bit by her going outside and having a cigarette. But then even then she's still having a character dynamic with the priest who comes out and then he yeah. comes out the second time. And then there's everyone else comes out individually to have a moment with her. It's great. It's, I don't know it for someone who would like, Myself, who would love to learn how to, I don't know, write efficiently. I think that is a great example of a show that you could watch over and over again just to learn about how to do that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. I'm
2: sure they teach it in like screenwriting classes now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: And then slightly different, but the other thing I watched, which has just two things I'm going to say has blown my mind which is uh, a documentary series called Light and Magic which is on Disney Plus oh, about yeah. um, George Lucas's company that he made for special effects for the Star Wars movie and it's just it is just insane like it's crazy yeah. and they're all people who just kind of know how to do a ton of stuff and then they all came together and were like we're just gonna fucking build all this crazy shit and like try and figure it out because there's a whole point where he's like, I'm going to bring all this team of people together. George Lucas is going to bring all this people together. And he's like, I want you to figure out how to do all the special effects. I'm going to go shoot it in London. So I think he's gone for six months. In six months, they had to build all this equipment. And they only got to do four shots. And he came back. and He's like, you've only shot four shots and he starts freaking out. But the four shots that they do is like, they figured out how to do the, the launch like capsule thing. So the, sh- the pod shoots out of the ship and all the little dust comes out. No one's ever seen that before, but then just like how it builds and builds and builds on every single one. And it's just every question. It's always like George Lucas comes in and says, Oh, it would be so cool if we could do this. They're like, no, it's impossible. Oh, okay. Well just think about it. They think about <laughs> it for three days and then they fucking figure out how to do it. It's incredible.
2: I'm going to watch it. I got a Disney Plus um, subscription. It's good. Do you it, log into Maggie's? It, no, I got my own.
0: Maybe the last episode is probably the least interesting because that's all the stuff that they're doing now, which is all just computer stuff. Right. But all the beginning stuff where Star Wars, Indiana Jones, E.T., all those movies. It's so crazy. I'd love to see it. And the last show uh, we've been watching is a show called The Bear. Uh, have you started watching that at yeah. all? Yeah. We've only watched, I
2: got my Disney plus so I could watch the bear. Yeah,
0: We've only watched the two and really great.
2: Love it. Love that show. I love it. Love um, it. We I, should do an episode once they're all out. Yeah. yeah I'd love to. The too. But
0: I love, mm. I have never seen that. I've, I know of that actor, but I've never seen him in anything else. And he's very, very talented. You, call mine.
2: you should yeah. watch uh, shameless. I think you'd really like shameless actually put it on your list.
0: But yeah, that's pretty much uh, my week. Kate, how's your week?
2: You're not going to talk about being challenged in a pool hall?
0: Oh, forgot about that.
2: I think that's a highlight of my life.
0: Oh. So you should
2: <laughs> talk about that, certainly.
0: We, as mentioned in um, Elise's week, we were at a pool hall on the weekend. And Elise and I arrived there quite early, nice and early. Nobody in there. So we played a game, took it easy, played another game. And then people started to trickle in and... We've only been to the pool hall one other time. And so we're still understanding, you know, the politics and the dynamics the of the etiquette of if someone comes in and they want to challenge you and they want to play the next game. So
2: I've been a few times. I've just never really played pool there.
0: Sure. I've only been there twice. And both times we have played. Pool. Well, yeah. But so it started to get really busy and we had the table for a little while. And these two guys come up to your friend Roz and Romy. And they put money on the table and they say, We want to challenge you. Everyone's like, Oh my
2: God, what does that mean? What, what the fuck? What the fuck? Do you can, can fight?
0: Ju- and then we're all just like, You can just have the table if you want. We've been playing for a while. He's like, No, no, we want to challenge you. And <laughs> so everyone kind of, I wasn't even at the table <laughs> there at the time. was 10 of
1: us. We all had like a group huddle. <laughs>
0: There's 10 of us. And everyone comes streaming over. Roz comes over to me and she's like, Elliot, Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, "What? what really? Are they they just want to play at the table?" He's like, she's like, "No. They challenged you." I was like, "They didn't challenge me." But anyway, <laughs> me and Romy were then nominated to as part-
2: our two best players as our two
0: strongest players to participate in the challenging. Like no, 2 on 2. And so my first mistake was to I don't know, be courteous and let Uh, the challenger break. Right. And so when you watch someone set up, I haven't played pool with other people all that much, but when you watch someone set up, how they break the ball, it kind of tells you how good they're going to be. And never in my life have I seen someone set up the way that he did, where normally when you set up to break the balls, there's like the diamond or the triangle, and then the white ball is right ahead of it. But he puts it off to the side and shoots at the triangle on the side Boom, they all explode. He gets like five balls in all at one time. But like some are mine, some are his. And then he shoots, misses. And so,
2: my, just for the record, I'm watching this from the table. My jaw drops when he breaks. Because <laughs> in my head, Elliot's like the best pool player I've ever seen. I was like, it doesn't go, wow. And then I saw this guy. I was like, yeah, no. I saw one ball I didn't, like bounce and then flip into I was the box. Like, I didn't know you could play pool like that. These
0: people play pool. And then. I shot. I got one ball in, missed, and then their other friend shot and he missed one. And then Romy shot, missed, and then when the, that when that first guy who broke got back up, he got every single ball in yeah. that in time one go. in one go.
2: It was elegant. It was succinct. It was over. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> it was. It was over.
0: Yeah. It was. It was really intense.
1: It was five minutes.
0: Right. And then we were like You'd been well, through a war. Well well, great. Uh thank you for that. <laughs> that uh <laughs> fucking pummeling.
2: You could have just had the table.
1: <laughs> we could have
0: just gave you the table and you would have saved five minutes. Um but then they I think got he was challenged showing off
2: for some of the girls in the group.
0: Oh, for sure. But then they got challenged by the next group and the next group beat them. So really?
2: Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there were better guys there. Girl, oh, yeah. These people,
0: people uh, these people come <laughs> to and gales. come to play, uh, come to play. So now I'm just going to dedicate the next 15 years of my life definitely to just being an incredible pool shark.
2: It was such a skill to challenge someone and then to just and you'd annihilate. You're eight ball lighter too. So I was
1: like, Elliot means business. I didn't.
0: I should have brought it out. I didn't bring it out. Honestly, I had no fucking time in- to even think about it before we had already lost. But <laughs> we have to start watching The Hustler. See,
2: that guy kind of looked like the guy from The Bear to you? Kind Looking of. With glasses. It, yeah, he kind of had that vibe. Just mm-hmm. for our listeners, whatever that. And he's wearing name. a cool like. And the worst part, the worst part of that whole thing, thing is they were both the nicest guys. Yeah, not they were competitive. So at nice. All.
1: Like they were like, and they were like so nice, like not even condescending being like, no, no, like we want to challenge you. Like that's what we do here. And like just explaining to us like the lay
2: of the land, but like not in like a douchey way and yeah, like, like a two genuinely nice guys yeah. who just happened to be exceptional pool players. It
1: was wild. Oh, but the <laughs> funniest thing, and I'm sorry, Elliot, to, to drag you, but like they, I guess also they were kind of misleading in the way that they, it started out as two guys. And then there was like five guys that I guess were actually completely with their group and you're just like standing there with your pool cue and then like this swarm of guys come to like talk to you and we were all sitting at the table like us like eight other girls being like Hee-h-h-h-h-h-h. like watching you be like ah yes uh penis uh
0: i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. i fucking never actually play pool all that <laughs> yeah. much
1: but like the most dude dudes come over to talk to you and you were like uh
0: oh yeah you come here often no i don't <laughs> I'm going to lose.
2: You <laughs> just looked so uncomfortable with like all of these like, just, I'm here with all of my female friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you see that table of just women? That's best. <laughs> I have to go sit there yeah. after.
2: <laughs> it was really
1: funny. We were like, oh, <laughs> we're going to talk about God. our periods for the rest of the yeah, night. Yeah. And then you came over <laughs> to oh, our yeah,
0: fucking uh, sports. Yeah. yeah.
1: Our table. We're like, how big are your clots usually? And you were like, this is a conversation
2: I can get it on. Oh we yeah! Started- thank
0: god I lost I didn't want to miss this yeah.
2: we just we started describing the plots of Mandy Moore movies to you <laughs>
0: but it was you know to be fair Danielle opened it with which of these three are your favorites and I said uh, I don't know I haven't seen any of them <laughs> I was like I don't actually really know who Mandy Moore is
2: yeah so we need to give you context Ellie- so you could answer the question You're too cool for the guys too cool for the girls yeah <laughs> a lone wolf it's
0: just not wolf. i just don't fit in anywhere
1: so, hey you know moral of the story too white for the black kids and too black for the white kids mm, that's how i
2: feel mm.
0: not cool enough to play pool but not <laughs> feminine enough to know who many Moore is
1: <laughs> that's where your two and
2: options and i stuck out
0: with both <laughs> kate how's your week
2: My week was, um, it's been pretty uneven. If we go back a couple of weeks, we had, um, I was in Ohio. We had like a family, there was a death in the family. So I had to go out and, um, deal with that. So that was a tough week, but, um, I, I did want to talk about like the grieving experience a little bit, just because I thought it was really like we got home from this family member passing away and we um, we got home and no one had really had time to like process what had happened. And so we had this like, I don't know, like weird deflated evening of everyone just sort of trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, do I go home? Like do like what next? And there was like no service. So there was no time to figure it out or to like mark the moment. And um, I was thinking about in Jewish culture, people sit Shiva for mm-hmm. seven days. You sit with your family and you just don't do anything. P- like neighbors bring you food. You have nothing to do, but just like sit and think about it. And I was telling my parents about this. And I was like, I think we should like kind of do it, like sit Shiva, not for four days. But it was the beginning of a long weekend. And so we spent those three days, I think I spent one of the nights on your couch actually. Um, but the rest of it, I was just like on my parents' couch. Um, we just like watched old family movies. We like looked at, um, like photo albums. We just like were in it and didn't do anything else except like be together and, and like have the space to, to think about it. And I just thought it was like, I don't feel like we really talk about grief as a culture and I don't like I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to deal with it and, um, and I feel like there's an idea that you should get back to it mm-hmm. like get back to life and I just really appreciated being able to like sit in it for a little while yeah. and mm-hmm. like, like go through my feelings as I was going through them and I, I think we process things at different times but it was like so helpful for me to have this time to just like be in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that was like the first part of the week. And then, and then I think, you know, I was starting to feel more myself and, um, I was also like seeing friends I hadn't seen. I had like a reunion with my old coworkers and it was like, no time had gone by. They're also like, there's just like a a family, like they love each other so much. And I just, they're all much younger than me. They're in there. They're like 23, 24, so much younger. So than much me. younger. I'm 28, man, and uh, so I feel like I'm like a mother figure to them. But I came in, and it, it's been like two years since I've seen them. And like one guy, his head's on my shoulder. The other girl, she her like hands on my knee. It's just like it was so nice to be back in this group that was just like it was just so easy to to like fall back into this family mentality. And um, I was just like, I think it's rare to have a a group where. Time can go by and it feels like it hasn't. And um, it's not like we have that much in common, but luckily we can all still talk about work stuff. But it's just like this basis of being in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was nice. Then we, yeah, I had a good time at pool. We booked our trip that we're going to go on in September. Um, I think that's it. We went to a party on Saturday night. I had a really good time. We did some DDR. We saw a beautiful Roncesvalles apartment. Yeah, it was very nice. And it was very fun. Elise, you should come with us one time if we ever get invited back. Because it was. we went with our neighbor, Sarah Meyer, and it did feel very much like we were part of this little neighborhood crew. Okay, let's get to our topic.
0: Would you like to introduce our main topic?
2: So my initial idea, I thought it would be really interesting to sort of provide a supplement to our newsletters by like diving into behind the scenes content of us making the newsletter and then also just like explaining what we were thinking, our recommendations, what we were writing about. I just wanted I want to give the inside look at the latest newsletter. And well, along with that, yeah, which Elliot was talking about, is just give you sort of a perspective on the journey this newsletter's taken from initial concept to where it is currently.
0: And for those of you who don't know, every month Kind of going forward, it'll be maybe every other month. We put out a long, well formed, pretty intensely written and laid out newsletter um, that you should all check out and subscribe to through our website. And all our previous ones are up there now, so you can go check them out. And they are filled with incredible reviews, some great. I don't know, looks into our personality, what we're digging, what's going on in our lives on top of what we talk about on the podcast and pretty much the best kind of companion piece we have going on right now. So definitely go check them out. Um, It's just
2: promotion for our newsletter, essentially. It is
0: promotion, but it's also, I don't think a lot of people know exactly that this is what we're doing. And like, this is the kind of stuff that this is because I don't think, I don't necessarily think that newsletter is encapsulates exactly what it is and it's i think it's gone from what originally it started off as a newsletter Mm -hmm. and it's kind of grown into i'm holding a physical copy of it in my hand right now um it's kind of almost like a mini zine i don't know it's something that we've started to do that i think started off with us being like oh this is another thing that you that we do so now being one of the things i look to most i look the most forward to putting together yeah And
2: I'm thinking about it all the time. Yeah. But I'd also like to state that all of our newsletters from the get-go did look very good. Mm -hmm. You don't remember the early ones. I think they always looked good. No, they didn't.
0: Well, they were... (laughs) Elliot
2: didn't always design them. Do you remember those days? No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There was a few months where it was just me on MailChimp um, alone in the dark. And... Uh, you'd send me like illustrator with some designs in it, but I didn't know how to like export from illustrator. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, anyway, those, those early ones were rough. Um, thank you for signing up at the beginning if you did, but Mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know it's, it's called free spaces and it was supposed to be just like, we were going to do like a four by, like we have a, I think what we had from initial concept was it was going to be a recommendation, uh, a Spotify playlist. We were each going to contribute articles about whatever we wanted. And then Maggie was going to do some illustrations. And then as, uh, happened with this, the entire podcast, Elliot got on board and then just sort of like blew it up into what it it is. No, turned it into, um, just a different beast entirely, which is like, I don't yeah your graphic design skills just continued to um get better and better and you started having these like visions for how you wanted to break down the um the, like each epi- like each month was like a slightly different design and um and it just turned into like a like a like a real thing over the months and until we were at this last one you've printed off when it's like it is a book which I would buy and which they're not for sale yet but
0: maybe hang one on. day. Yeah. yeah.
2: But it's just turned into like this like I think it's our first like parking lot product that's very separate from the newsletter that's that stands on its own Or thank you from the podcast that like stands on its own and um uh you know Maggie like spent a lot of time with her illustrations, and the front cover is like an oil she did for us like mm-hmm. it's just I think the the quality of i mean it's essentially Maggie and uh, and Elliot, and then Elise and I like could contribute mm-hmm. stuff. yeah stuff yeah. very much um it's just it's turned into this like crazy, crazy thing that I'm so proud of, and I couldn't have ever. Uh, anticipated. Well, you came up with the name, which I really love. I love that it's called Free Spaces. I came up with Free Space. Mm-hmm. Elliot renamed it Free Spaces. Well, <laughs> what it
0: all starts with is an idea, and you're the one who had the idea. So it does come from that. You're
2: the one who follows through on those ideas.
0: Okay, well, well that could just be part of my...
2: Collaboration. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's
0: collaboration. Group. That's. But, you know, that's essentially what... Why we started doing the podcast in the first place, it's having your friends hold you accountable for doing the things that you want to do and like to push you through to do all those things. I've never considered myself a good writer, and the thing I struggle with the most while putting the newsletter together is my own article and trying to think of something coherent to write, and that's why it changes. Everyone kind of has their...
2: Writing's fucking hard. That's just how it goes.
0: Everyone kind of has their.
2: It's never gonna get easier. Their
0: set lane that you've kind of. Well, it doesn't have to be that way, but you, okay, will always write the letter from the editor, and you usually write a book review, and sometimes you do another article.
2: And let me just say for the record here, I'm not the editor of this podcast. Elliot is. No, I don't just edit for our them. Listeners.
0: I don't edit the articles.
2: I don't edit either. I I do a a brief copy edit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's more editing that I'm doing.
2: Editor implies editorial. Um, like you're, you're, you're overseeing the editorial content. Editing is not like copy editing. It doesn't matter. Okay.
0: It's still one letter that I'm not writing.
2: I'm just saying you are the editor of the podcast. Anyway. Um, (laughs) And of the newsletter. Uh, you are thank the editor you, sorry. of the podcast. Yes, <laughs> I edit the podcast. He edits the newsletter. There you
0: go. And he doesn't
2: edit the newsletter. <laughs> he's the editor of the newsletter. <laughs> well, I edit the newsletter.
0: <laughs> the inside baseball. The
2: podcast. Yeah.
0: And Elise will do your um, movie reviews. And sometimes you'll do like a larger scale, like a bunch of movies or TV shows. And Maggie will do her menu. And we all kind of have our group. Uh, sections where being the playlist, or I
1: love the playlist.
0: The playlist, and the playlist which I like now with this newest one, we've kind of figured out that there's other kind of I don't know offshoots. For this one for example, we do the best our best parks and patios, or what's in our individual beach bags. Which
2: yeah, this is our summer guide. Yeah, and
0: that's the stuff that I like the most about it. And there's some parts of it that I find when I am putting it together that I find very fun but also very challenging when i don't get enough a for formatting reasons dialogue or written stuff from individual people so i'll have to fill in the gaps in parts and places
2: which individuals and you everybody you say things though that like i read it back i'm like i would never say that i
0: know well i have to make it up and
2: sometimes i don't even know which content you're looking for
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know either but it won't The thing is I won't know until I'm actually sitting there doing it. But anyway, I think this one above the rest of them has come out. This is the first one where I've, I've been proud of all of them, but this is the first one I was like, I, we should print it and we should put it out there for other people to, uh, to see because I'm having gone through this process now. So often, um, I've been reading a lot of magazines and smaller scale stuff like that. It's a lot of them that are really shitty. Yeah. And I think we also
2: do a breakfast with series where we take our guests of, of the podcast and ask them what their dream Sunday breakfast is. And oh. then Elliot writes out the recipe and Maggie illustrates it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a four by four section called roll down your, or five by five, roll down your windows. And mm-hmm. it's a camera. It's pictures mm-hmm. from our camera roll for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I so if we are going to do a deep dive into like process for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like the summer episode was something you'd been thinking about for quite a while. And you started sending us drafts and versions and breakdowns like months ahead. Like what, what was your initial inspiration for this? And what's it like working with us to get us on board? Well, this has been my
0: crash course into editorial design. And I remember watching what's the Wes Anderson movie, uh, French French Dispatch. dispatch and like, it's, you know, it comes down to... It's almost the same thing with the podcast. It comes down to sitting in a group of your peers and friends and discussing a topic and coming up with ideas, which is something I've never really got to do in terms of like a real-life work experience where we're not being paid for this. But sometimes I feel like we should be for the amount of time of time and effort and the quality that it comes out for. be like, people would fucking pay for this stuff and people, I don't know, I think it is... Getting very creative people together to put something in and do sorry to put something out that's unique and interesting and funny. It feels like I'm slapping myself like patting myself on the back here, but I it's I, like I do
1: slapping
2: think, myself in the face.
0: It's like I'm yeah getting punched in the face, but no, I'm honestly it it all came from your
2: design is bolstering everyone in this podcast and uh, the you know elevating our what we're making. Well, so what was the initial idea behind it for the, this episode? The this summer one? one? Yeah.
0: I don't know, because we've never done one with a kind of centralized theme attached to it. Yeah. And not, it was trying to come up with an overall cohesion, but not feeling like it's controlling all the content that's within it. Right. right. Um, which I
2: was against at one point. Yeah.
0: And which is, you know, that's fine because that's kind of a lot of people do that. Like there's a lot of magazines that have, this is the, this issue. This is the, that issue. But we started to think about them. If we're going to do them in terms of issues and kind of collective months, mm-hmm. we have the June, July one. That's the perfect one to, you know, so that's your bulk of your summer right yeah. there. And the cover kind of reflects that. Yeah. And I think we had a really fun look and, you know, encourage a lot of interesting summer ideas to do. We would never have done the beach bag thing. Yeah, We've never done the parks and patios thing. And we would never have done, I don't know, a bunch of the different things. I think it turned out well.
2: It turned out so well. And it just, it makes me think, um, just to like really peel back the curtain. I'd been rewatching some of our early meetings as a parking lot team, uh, which we'd like recorded to our zoom iCloud. And I'd forgotten how much conflict we had early on about like fundamental differences of opinion. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like we've moved so far from where we were. Like, I don't know if you listen, if any listeners who've been here from the beginning would ever know, but it's been like, we've had some bumps along the ride of like really having different visions of what this was going to be. And, um, I don't know. This just feels like so, uh, like we've we've figured out how to communicate with each other along the way. Not that we necessarily agree on anything anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're all on the same page about everything. But it just feels like it's a different way of a. I think we understand each other's individual visions a little bit more clearly. And so when something someone says something, you know what they mean. In like um, like when you have pitch an idea, I more understand like your take on whatever you're pitching Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. And so I feel like, I don't know the process of getting to this newsletter is a process of us having to have like worked out the kinks and been like constantly communicating for like two years. Like I, we have a group chat that I don't think goes silent a day and it's constantly being just like talking about parking lot stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just think this is like, um, like evidence of, Us getting to a point of like, like it doesn't even feel like you're doing the majority of the work, but in terms of it doesn't even feel like that much work. We're just constantly talking about like, have you put in this stuff? Have you added your photos? Like everyone just thinking Mm -hmm. about it, talking about it, like it's part of our lives. It's it's second nature. Hey, mm-hmm. have you been in the Google Doc today to put in your 4x4? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I found a
1: song I really wanted. Like, it changes how I listen to music. It changes how I, like... Like, Elliot, you had a really good idea that we should also maybe do, like, a little bit of, like, a write-up about restaurants or something.
0: Yeah, well, that's part of a bigger idea where I find even having the past year and an, almost two years of doing this podcast and doing the newsletter now especially has created a lot of this having, I didn't even know I had it, which is like this Toronto pride or Mm. allegiance to it, a coming out of the pandemic as well, just kind of taking a good look at your city and be like, wow, there's actually a lot of stuff that I take for granted. And like, these are the spots that have kind of made me who I am. So I would like to start incorporating that more into each one, where it would be just kind of, just like, it's like, oh, this is like a Toronto thing where mm-hmm. similar to like the New Yorker or like where people are like this is for, there's the people who are like so ingrained into know exactly what it is that everybody's talking about. But then people on the outside be like, wow, this is like, why wouldn't I come and visit? Yeah. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. looking at this kind of stuff. And I think it's.
2: We are a Toronto podcast. Yeah. So we have the unique,
1: I think, perspective also being for people that
2: were raised
1: in Toronto. Yeah. Mm-hmm which you know doesn't often happen that we and spent most of our lives here
0: it kind of and it feels like we're looking at it and putting it together and not such a tightly buttoned way where we're not explicitly looking at i don't know word counts and like being overly politically correct really we're just trying to relate to people i'm trying to just give your honest opinion of like this is why i like this place because it's I like this bar because it looks like shit and I might get into a fight, but I just like that energy when I'm in there kind of thing, right? Like it's just, you know, it's our opinion on whatever Mm -hmm. these fucking things are. But
1: But it like it changes how I look at things. Like I I have a song and I'm like, I'm going to put that in the playlist or "Eh, this isn't really a playlist song or I had this fucked up sandwich. (laughs) I'm going to write
2: about it while I'm sitting here eating it because I can't wait Mm -hmm. to put this in the newsletter or... Or we run a 5K and that's like on the events page of the newsletter. Or we go to the water treatment plant and suddenly it's like this saga that's going to be documented forever. (laughs) Like a weird quirky activity is actually part of like the narrative of our lives now.
1: And the funny thing is I saw somebody who also went to the water treatment plant for Doors Open and to
2: her that was a very unremarkable day. I'm sure she (laughs) didn't put it in her newsletter.
0: Yeah, but I, not to sound preachy, but it kind of uh, gives more relevance or punch to something that could just be, oh, that was just like a fun weekend. But now like that is no, that was the that was the water treatment plant weekend, Mm. right? It just becomes calendars. It becomes annual. It becomes something. Or yeah. Yeah.
1: Now enough sucking our own dicks. Okay. Let's get into the process. Yeah. So I think I want to start with you, Kate, (laughs) asking because you always have like I read, I write my articles and I feel good about them. Mm-hmm. I go through, like I cry, I delete the whole thing, I rewrite it, and I'm like, okay, I like this. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then I read yours and I hate myself because you're a really good writer. And that's so nice. And at least you're an incredible writer. I don't know what you're talking about right I now. I really hate reading yours. <laughs> it's really good.
0: Well, you read Kate's and you're like, that's she's some, read. She's, she has read. She something is a before. reader.
2: Well, those are the articles are about books. But yeah, how but even do you then. how do you differentiate
1: what you want to write about for your letter from the editor versus your book reviews? And what makes a book worth reviewing for you?
2: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Uh, well, I talk about reading a lot. And in fact, I don't read that much is what I've realized. Life is chaotic. My attention span is fucked. I read a lot of like articles. And so I those are the books that I read that month. That's how I choose. I don't have like a uh, a lot of additional options mm. to put in, uh, but it it has changed what I'm reading in that I'm less likely to pick up something I don't think I'm gonna like. Like I'm I'm choose like, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do that column in the first place is to have this like. Accountability for my like reading life to make sure that I kept reading and that I was smart about it. And I wanted to provide some, like, if you're interested in books, I wanted to offer things that you weren't going to read about in, in anywhere else that were sort of like part of a very literary niche, um, you know it's like it's a very like I have a very specific taste in books and like if you were if you're interested in books and and read this article and read these recommendations I think you could start to understand if you wanted to be like part of this world because it's very specific like if you're in it you know and if you're not you might this could be your entrance into it I think um and I just I like I think a lot of people think I just never want it to be boring and Mm. so as I'm writing I'm like trying to find the story I'm trying to find the take like I don't find summarizing books to be very interesting and so it's never my angle into it so it's like honing this this like craft of of trying to capture why I find a book interesting and that's really hard for me because I'm it's it's pretty intangible it's very emotional and so um to find like an interesting way in, it's just it's always a challenge and that's why they're always fucking a week and a half late I'm sorry Elliot (laughs) sorry I I'm like I'll have it to you on Friday and then two weeks later I send it in and then the letter to the editor that was Elliot's idea and I think I just in some way know what I want that to sound like which is like acknowledging the work that we all put into it um, giving some sort of context for the readers, setting the tone for what the the newsletter is which is different from the podcast and um, and sort of just yeah, I I don't know that the, the letter to the editor is much easier for me to write. That comes pretty quick. I find it always kind of sets the tone for like the vibe of the newsletter. Yeah. I think it does a good job of that. Like mm-hmm. I I've only written two.
0: I think you've done two or three. Yeah, I think yeah. you've
2: done more than two. Maybe more than two.
0: But no, but that's.
2: Anyway, hey, well, I'll the- continue. I, lo- I love those, are easy for me to write on. I love those. Do you find that that's kind of your only space
1: in this vehicle we're <sighs> <the> parking lot <laughs> to talk about books? Do you feel
2: like you don't really get that chance? Yeah, well, I don't want to I think it's an alienating subject to talk about if other people aren't interested in it. Like I know I'm not I don't want to I don't feel like it's uh, I'm not going to get any joy talking at you guys about mm. something that you don't necessarily want to hear about. So, do you wish we read books more so we could talk about them? No. I She says,
1: smiling <laughs> longingly into the distance. No. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I i find i like talking to you guys because we're so different and um and i have people in my life who i can talk about i'm not like there's no like void for me i'm not like oh my god if only i could talk (laughs) and i also the way that i think about books is very different than how most people I've ever met think about books. Like I, I don't want to be in a book club. I don't want to discuss plot and like literary structure. And like, it's a very um, specific relationship I have to reading. and and so I, even if you guys read books, I probably would want to talk to you about them. Great. I'm actually just too <laughs> good at reading books and no, no one else can do it with me. I'm not saying I'm too good at it. I'm saying it's, um, it's like a very non-academic way that I approach it. And Anyway, I find writing about it is, is, I love that.
0: I just find the academic way of approaching any of these things. It's been done before, which is why I'd be more likely to read your review of the summer book. Not necessarily going to read the book, but (laughs) it's more interesting (laughs) to read that perspective of it than just being really like, and then It was summer and it was so hot and she just laid to
2: summer by Edith Wharton. She
0: laid in the pool (laughs) and she had TikTok in one hand and a hot dog in the other. No,
2: I did not have a hot dog. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's the breakdown. Do you have process questions for Elliot? I do. And so Elliot, you've touched on already that you, you find it difficult
1: to write your article. And I think your articles each, um, issue take a different shape. I think you sometimes want to talk about yourself. You sometimes don't talk about what you're doing or where you're going. This to me feels most like your expression of, of how you are that month. How do you find, how do you figure out what it is you want to write about each month? And then when it comes to actually being the person who's putting this all together, does that take a different part of your brain?
0: Yeah, it's very different. Um, having, the same mentality through the way I got through English class in high school was I'm not going to beat you or win you over with structure and content. If I can make you smile by the end of whatever I'm writing, then in my mind I have won. I may have failed the class, but I have passed what I needed to do to kind of, take you away from what it is. Like this is actually, this is a fucking horrendous sentence or whatever this is, but it's like stuff like that is where I have a hard time thinking about writing. And if I'm going to do, for example, this last month's, I wrote about all the stuff that we ate in New York. I thought I wouldn't have to write all that much. And is something easy to have a visual reference right away with what it is that I'm trying to describe.
2: What about your chair article?
0: Well, my chair article that is was
2: exceptional st- and very, uh, wordy,
0: but it was the chair article was more of like a mockumentary kind of thing where I look, you know what I'm really good at, which I'm realizing what? I'm really good at taking something, not necessarily copying it, but changing it just slightly to then pawn off as my own where
2: that's all art man
0: i would read through a whole bunch of architectural digest articles <laughs> and i think of they use a lot of this sentence or whatever it is so you find those words the things that carry over and then i think what well, can i end it with really stupidly to make it like an Elliot sentence or whatever it is that's like you
2: took it word like sentence by sentence from new york times
0: I didn't take sentences up, but like, if they had like a phrase that'd be like, and over aloof into the whatever, there's like a, I don't know what the, the, the architectural digest sentence is, but it's just like, and the, I can't remember what it is, but there's like a very specific interior design term of walking through a space or whatever and then it's just you just have to use that and then i just like walking into and then it like ends with the lego collection or whatever Mm. it is just like and then all of a sudden it's just like oh this is stupid or whatever it is you're
2: describing parody and that takes a lot of work and research and uh you have to understand so exactly what they're doing and then turn it into your own that's like a very high level of comedy
0: well i wouldn't i wouldn't I'm it, saying that yeah I wouldn't put it as a high level but like I find it that is. to be easier and less daunting than going completely off of nothing yeah. in my own mm-hmm. head which is it goes in the same thing for Kate we're talking about like writing about books where I think I started off the first two times writing about video games but it's the same reason why I won't bring them up when we're here because I don't necessarily think that it's you know, it's not something that everybody wants to talk about, something that we can all connect with or whatever. That's just my one thing. And I also realized that I don't really like describing or like talking about I don't know why I like them in a way that people would find, oh, these are like the, the concrete facts of why this yeah. is good. I'd be like, I like this because at one point I got to punch this dinosaur in the head. And then I was just like, this is really great. <laughs> like, whatever it was. You should like, do a
2: parody of your own video game reviews at some point. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <well, game.
0: laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a completely different part of my brain, which is um, the putting it all together, which is the putting it all together is. It's like I'm I'm handed 15 puzzle pieces that are constantly it's like being handed a Rubik's cube that is trying to fight back with me because mm-hmm. everyone's changing their articles and I get like new little bits and pieces as we get closer and closer to the the deadline. But then all of a sudden I find when I have all the pieces, I can see it how it's going to be put together.
1: That's really interesting because I find that like you're right it is like an always shifting puzzle but you just have this like attention to detail that I find um like scary and inaccessible. I think your brain works in a way that I don't I really don't understand on many levels. Um but I don't know you just it was funny today I sent you a listing for a house not that we are buying a house But I was like, I see the potential in this house. And you were like, I think this house is hideous. And I was like, imagine it's not what it looks like. And we just stripped it away and started from scratch. And it was like this and like this and like this. And I think you think like that about the newsletter. It's like all of a sudden you take like Maggie's drawings, our articles, these little ideas of like what parts and patios we're going to talk about. And then you see the potential of what that can look like. Mm. And to me, I just see like a bunch of shit on a screen. I wouldn't even know where to start in laying that out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like how to structure that visually as well as as written pieces of content.
0: But also what would what I would never be able to do is just all of a sudden put together a newsletter on my own because I'm not the kind of person who does well with a project is handed to me and they're just like do whatever you want right i need whatever the i need to see where the fence is and i need to see what the one piece in the middle is or what the few other people who are in the fence are also working on that i have Mm -hmm. to kind of work around Mm -hmm. where i find where i have the most ideas is when i see someone else's idea and then i would be like well that instantly makes me think of one two three four five and six right right and then going off of in all those different directions and then figuring out which one is the right direction.
2: That's how Parking Lot started.
0: Right. Well, it's not just that, but anyway.
2: Um, Elise, do you wanna talk about your process of writing? Mm-hmm. Um, so Elise, you write mostly about movies. Can you talk about your process of, um, how did you decide that's what you wanted to write about? And then what's your process of writing? Take us through the process of writing an article.
1: Well, I think the one thing I lack is um like passion and <laughs> discipline uh, when it comes to writing.
0: Two key things.
1: Two really key things, which is hard because sometimes it's like I watch I watch a lot of stuff. I I don't like to me. It's not like I have to pick a movie. It's like if I watched a show or a movie, I don't care as long as I really loved it. But loving it's not enough because then I don't have anything to say. And hating it sometimes is not enough because then I don't have anything to say. It has to evoke something with me. And I can't say that every month I watch something that has that effect. And sometimes I really have to struggle and then I try to write about something that I feel just fine about. And I really don't have the passion for writing for, to do that. And it's really, really hard. And it's something that I I grapple with, but it's like, I find that if my heart's not in it, I don't have something to say about this other than like, I liked it or it was fine or I hated it. Then I really have no substance. And so I think that's my biggest struggle is like, a, if I set out to watch something because I'm going to write it about the newsletter, write about it in the newsletter, that always backfires on me. Mm. It's never worked. Um, so that really stresses me out. And then sometimes I watch something and it's like the day before the newsletter is due. And I'm like, oh, well, I just watched this thing now that I really love. So I have to spend all night writing about it.
2: Has that happened? Was that everything everywhere all at once? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, don't, I think I went through like four different things I was going to write about before I watched that movie. And all of them I really did not care to, to say something about. So I think that's what's hard. And I think like loving film and television is really hard <laughs> because sometimes like the things that you do want to say about it, it's like, who cares? Like, why does this matter? And I, I, I can't really find the balance between summarizing the plot, as you said, you don't like to do, and then actually talking about how I feel about it. Because I think in my head, I always have to explain at least some aspect of the plot so I can then talk about the things I did or didn't like or what I don't think works or what I do think works.
2: I feel that obligation to give context. Well, I think that's necessary in the kinds of reviews you're writing. Yeah. I don't think you can avoid that. But sometimes I wish I Was better at consolidating
1: it, and in my edits, I try. Like sometimes, what I do is I write out the whole plot, and then I right cut out what I don't need and what's not relevant to my review. But I, I just don't know what it is in my brain that I can't really like talk about it without spoiling too much, and without having to literally be like this person does this, and this person does this, and this person does this. I don't know if maybe that's just the way I was taught to write. I, I wouldn't say I was really taught. I didn't give a fuck in English. (laughs) But um, yeah, and also like writing is always something that I thought I was much better at than I actually am.
0: I don't think that's true.
2: No, it's true true. though.
1: Like in school, I really struggled with English. To me, I always was like, English is going to be a breeze for me. And it was always something I struggled with. And every time I was like, I can't believe I didn't do well on that assignment. And uh, my teacher was like, well, you're not uh, very good.
0: It's also tough for, also the reason why I did stop writing articles that way because you and I um inhale a lot of movie uh review content and people talking about movies in their own ways. And there's some people that do it really great. There's some people who don't do it that great. And I find that when I sit down to try and do it that way, I'm not very good at describing why I liked certain parts of it in like, I don't Mm. know, in a relevant way or to make it interesting to read without it just being like, Oh, this is just a review. This is what happened or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Like I, uh, I think you, you need to have a very specific, I don't know, personality or kind of just like way of delivering it is why you connected with it. And I find that, I don't know, it it takes an art to do that. I think you do it very well.
1: Well, I think it's interesting. Like what you were saying about how, when you're getting inspiration for how you want to write, uh, you look at all these other formats or you look at other magazines. I think one thing that you always roast me about is that when I watch something, like once I watch something, even before it's finished, I formulated my opinion on it. Like I'm like, I, this is how I feel about it. This is what I think the problems are. This is what I really loved. But then I will always seek out somebody else's opinion. I'll, I have like the trusted reviewers I watch or I read. I'll watch other reviews about it. And it's not necessarily that I want to like... Copy them, or and it's also not that I take their opinions. It's almost just like they've, like you were saying, articulated in, in a way that I want to. Yeah. So I take how they've articulated it and apply it to how I feel about it. I'm not taking what they've said because sometimes I wholly disagree with them, but they're just much better at constructing an argument, and I kind of try to absorb that and adapt it and then spit it out as my own. But I think sometimes, like when I talk to other people about that, they're like. My first instinct after I watch a thing I really love or I really hate is to be like, well, what does everybody else say? And that's not to kind of be swayed and that's not to like decide, like have these other people formulate my opinion on it. It's just because it's like, how did they identify similar things? And sometimes it's like this weird validation that I think I've mentioned before when somebody says exactly how I feel about the same thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. I watched the same movie yeah. in the same way. That's good to know. Um, but I, I do do that and it really helps. But then, you know, I was watching a review for Everything Everywhere all at once and they did the thing that I struggle with, with, which is they just summarized the plot. They didn't yeah. actually talk about how they felt about the movie. And then I felt like even more... Lost because I didn't know how exactly to express the themes and express the things that I saw in it that I wanted to talk about in a concise way.
0: Yeah, before we watch, before we come to talk about any of the Harry Potter movies, I'll watch the movie and then I'll watch a handful of people talking about the movie, just because to like you said, pick apart. Oh, I agree. That's that is how I feel about this. Feel like I don't agree with you on that part, and then just kind of they find, you find this, you put together the sentence from di- hearing like Frankenstein kind of it together into formulating your own version of what the different mm-hmm. opinions that you're getting together. But yeah, that's why I don't, uh, I don't write reviews like that anymore.
1: Yeah. Like when you were talking about Fleabag, like as I've watched Fleabag, Fleabag, <laughs> I've watched Fleabag 2.5 times now. Cause I watched season one three times now. And I still like, as soon as we finished it, I was like, what do other people say about this show Mm. how do other people formulate their opinions about it how do what are things that people notice in the show that i might not be noticing and how does that line up with what i think
0: the the pressure she is under for whatever her next thing is it's um
2: i'm a person who reads something and then wants all the behind the scenes gossip hence why we're doing this episode (laughs)
1: it's not a lot of gossip really it's a lot of like Oh, can you swap out this picture? Actually, I took a better picture today. Gossip is the wrong word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gossip is, here's my recommendation. Yeah. Can
0: you please send me your article? <laughs> 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 um, Do you want to talk about what your favorite part and least favorite part of working on the newsletter is?
2: Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite part and least favorite part?
0: Um, My favorite part is reading everybody's thing and then figuring out how to put their article together I think.
2: Is that true? Yeah. I think so. What a generous designer.
0: But then what well, my least favorite part is is after I've read it and put it together someone will send me, "Actually, you know what? I've changed it and it's it's this one Who's is the right one." Someone no, it's because uh,
2: there are only two people who write <laughs> this article and I sense someone <laughs> sends a final draft and calls it a
1: day. Well, that's not fair, though, because I get to read mine out loud to Elliot. Like he knows what's coming and he knows how far along I am because I read it and I say, well, "Did it make sense? Okay. So your you least think?
2: favorite part is when I have edits.
1: It's
0: not edits. It's more just the it's it has nothing to do with you wanting to change what you've written. It's just, man, I just spaced that out so perfectly. And then, or like little things like that. Where I'm here to
2: I, challenge you, man.
0: That's it. Uh, then everybody challenges me. But then I'll ask, I'll ask Maggie. Hey, Sometimes give you me-
2: cut out my sentences accidentally. And then I have to go in and tell you to that's why I need put you my, to my edit sentences them. back in. Yeah, there you go. I say, well, I, where did the half of the sentence go?
0: Sometimes I'll have a big chunk near our parks and patios thing. And I'd be like, Maggie, just tell me why you like this bar. It's good. And then I have to think of five sentences to fill the, fill the gap.
2: Yeah. We have wordier people and we have less wordy people. And I'm sure that makes your spacing situation a bit of a challenge. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I think it all's come together quite nicely.
2: Do you have a favorite and least favorite part?
1: Starting my article is my least favorite. Mm.
2: Finishing my article is my favorite part. <laughs> Amen, baby.
0: <laughs> Having to not work on the <laughs> newsletter anymore is your favorite part. Actually,
1: no, my favorite part is my four by four, and then I listen to our play. I listen to playlist every month that it comes out. Me too. I think the four by four
2: truly encapsulates our personalities the best. <laughs> we don't need a newsletter. We just need a playlist. Just put that play. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I know see. who you guys are.
1: Oh boy.
0: Any closing thoughts on the newsletter? Things you know, any tidbits give anybody a little uh, sneak peek as to what's to come? Do you have any ideas what or anything? What program
1: do you use mostly to assemble?
0: Such a fun question to answer. Um, primarily, I have used Illustrator in the past, but this most recent one I put together in InDesign.
1: So. Did you like InDesign?
0: Uh, no, still learning how to do that, but okay. What are you going to do?
1: I think it looked really good when you showed me some of your prototypes. Prototypes? Drafts.
0: Yeah, drafts.
1: In (laughs) In design, they looked good.
0: Yeah, it came together. I'm excited for them to be printed Mm -hmm. and people to get physical ones.
1: Please give us some sort of feedback if you'd like a physical newsletter.
0: On that note, everybody go subscribe to the newsletter. Actually, you know what? Just go on our website. They're all up there. You can go and read them, and also subscribe at the same time.
2: So you can get them in your inbox.
0: You get them in your inbox once
2: every two months.
0: Every two months,
2: partway through the month when when we feel like putting it out. Yeah. <laughs> when we finish depends our depends on articles. how busy
0: we are. Then again, we're you know we're doing this on on our own dollar here.
1: Yeah. Fuck off.
0: Yeah. So fuck fuck you. I want to
1: hear about it, but please subscribe and please tell us about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but please support it because <laughs> it's, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for stopping by, guys.
2: Have a good night. Or day.
0: Or evening.